Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You know, let's use a racing analogy, Gordon. You know, we've got, you know, the monster trucks, the drag racing, NASCAR, and Formula One. And, you know, we're we're trying to figure out what track we're running on. And hopefully we can, you know, we can have, you know, it's our job to figure that out. And then... You know, figure out what the car looks like, and I think we got some really good pieces that um, have the potential to, you know, to do some good things and 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 hopefully go fast enough to win a few games. Well, which truck is it, PK? That seems like a question for this morning show. I say monster truck smashing everything in their way. I don't know anything about that stuff, so I can't help you out. Quinn Snyder also had a press conference yesterday. Said that was uh, Quinn on the big show talking uh, with Gordon and Jake. Also had a Zoom press conference and talked with reporters. Said the reaction to Jazz star Donovan Mitchell's social media posts indicate the conversations need to continue about ongoing social, social justice reform efforts. There were a lot of positive comments surrounding Donovan's posts. That said, there were also some comments that were abominable and things that we should all never tolerate. To the extent you can rationalize rationalize some of those negative comments by saying there are positive comments, I think that's a mistake. We have to be diligent because as long as those comments are there, there's work to be done. Well, then there will be work to be done until the end of time because those comments will always be there to some degree or another. So if you do the work, can you minimize the number of those comments? Have people before us done work that has minimized some of those comments? Yeah, and it's always going to continue. I lived the 92 riots in Los Angeles. I mean, I literally lived them. And with that in mind, here we are. How many years is that? 28 28 years years later. later. And so, yeah, those those things are always going to be around. There'll never be a time when we'll eliminate them. I I don't think so anyway, but we've got to try to manage them the best we can. And we've got to get to the ground level. I mean, Donovan Mitchell can post all he wants. And I would expect Quinn Snyder to support him. It would be news if he didn't. The fact that Quinn Snyder supported him is really not news in my mind. That was predictable. That was sunrises in the east. Of course he's going to do that. There was never any question he was going to do that. But beyond that, and I'll keep saying it, how do we help folks get educational opportunities? How do we help them get jobs? How do we help them with child care and these types of things? We can say and post all the stuff we want. And people will react. The people who react, whether they react positively or negatively, what is being done to help people at the ground level? That's what matters the most. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. You are officially retired. Yeah, I'm officially finished playing basketball. (laughs) I think. Well, no, no, you know, it's no, I think. Okay, I'm officially done playing basketball professionally. I play at home. That's Vince Carter. It's been a long career, such a long career that he played against the Utes in the 1998 Final Four in the National Semifinals. He had a big game. He's now 43. He's been in the league 22 years, but it's all over. He's on a team that's not going to Orlando, so no more games this year, and he's not going to try and play next year, so. 
A long yeah. and magnificent career is Tom Brady now the oldest. I guess the how many how many forty somethings are running around out there in pro sports? Hey, that's something you would care about. I don't know, but uh, Vince Carter, sure, twenty two years reminds me somewhat of Andre Miller, who just seemed like he just played and played and played. Dallas Mavericks center Willie Cauley-Stein informed the team he'll opt out of the restart of the NBA season, opening up a roster spot. The Mavs expect to sign former Jazz guy Trey Burke. They've had some injuries along their guard line, so give him a little bit of depth there. Cauley-Stein expecting to be a dad, birth of a child in July, so he is going to opt out. NBA is going to use local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies as well as uh, experienced venue and contracted security professionals and team security staffs to secure the bubble environment in Orlando. So they're going all in on that. We'll see if that, uh, that works for them. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. They tell everybody that July 28th is a date they're going to come back. But there were other dates that were discussed beforehand, and they were going back and forth. And this is different territory. So the good thing is that there's a lot of minds working on it. The bad thing is, again, because there's no answer that's going to satisfy everybody, it's, okay, which which of these, these ideas can work the best and keep everybody the safest? Jay Glazer talking about the NFL right there. We told you yesterday the uh, Hall of Fame game isn't happening. There's also a chance the four-week preseason will be shortened. They might only have a couple of those games trying to keep everybody healthy for the September's 10th start of the regular season. BK, we never needed four preseason games, did we, anyway? Wasn't that always a money grab? Yeah, I think that for season ticket holders it's about uh, accounts for 20% of your price that you have to pay. But yeah, four preseason games that just seems so ridiculous. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I don't think they need as many spring training games in baseball but that's kind of a romantic issue with baseball. Spring, spring has arrived and the earth is renewal and people from Chicago go down to the Phoenix area to watch the Cubs in droves. Well, they're doing it because they're getting out of the bad weather and having an opportunity to lounge around in the sun. And obviously baseball isn't as taxing, but pre four preseason games in the NFL when colleges are playing zero, Seems absolutely ridiculous. Saint safety Malcolm, Jens, Jen, Malcolm Jenkins, easy for me to say, said the risk surrounding the coronavirus has to really be eliminated before he'd be comfortable returning to play this season. He described football as a non-essential business and pointed out the NBA is a lot different than the NFL because they can actually quarantine all of their players, whoever's going to participate. We've got over 2,000 players and even more coaches and more staff. We can't do that. So... See how many players follow with Malcolm Jenkins and would be willing to walk away from a season's worth of earnings. My guess is not very many. Well, it's never going to be really eliminated, as he says. But certainly not this season, anyway. I mean, talking about this season, I don't know what the five years from now holds. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be eliminated by September. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. According to reports, the Pac-12 is joining other Power 5 conferences and considering moving the conference championship game back a week. While our goal is to play a complete football season on the schedule originally set forth, 
We have a comprehensive football contingency scheduling plan that allows for maximum flexibility depending on the changes necessitated by COVID-19 for health and safety reasons. That's Larry Scott talking to The Athletic. He said that does include the possibility of moving the game back later in December. That way, if teams have outbreaks and a game has to be postponed, they got a place to reschedule it and move on later. I always thought that made sense, PK. It makes sense that that's one of their contingency plans. Hopefully, they don't have to use it, but it's there if they need it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to be as flexible as possibly can be. It may have to be moved back two weeks, three weeks. I mean, you're going to have it if you can, and if it's a week or two delayed, I don't think anybody really cares under the circumstances, but sure, the flexibility is going to be there from day one. Flexibility's already there, really, as they're doing the, what would you call them, informal uh, workout sessions Mm -hmm. that they have right now, and then when they get to the practice sessions here in a few weeks, you're going to be flexible, and then of course you're going to be flexible during the season. There's usually a, uh, a week after the conference title games where Army-Navy is played, and there's nothing else going on on that week, so you could easily slide your game back one week there. If you need to slide it back two weeks, you'd be hitting the first week of the bowl season. But the two teams in the conference title game aren't going to play in an early bowl anyway, and who knows if the bowl game will be moved back. So there's, uh, there's plenty of flexibility in there, whether they play it on the 5th of schedule or bump it back to the 12th or even the 19th. Yeah. I can actually see a season in which the Bulls don't exist. You know, I thought that for a while, but now as TV programming, I wonder if they'll find a way for most of them to go forward. You know, if, assuming nothing has changed, and who knows, that's months away, so lots of stuff could have changed. But, you know, in a, in a scenario where travel isn't a great idea, well, a lot of the Bull games are playing in front of small crowds, and they're really about TV programming anyway, so... But you're right. I mean, if there were a year without the uh, fill-in-the-blank uh, bowl in a ginormous NFL stadium with two teams coming from halfway across the country, would that really be the end of the world? If there's no Music City Bowl, are we all over it? If they don't play right. the game up in Boise one year, is that the worst thing that ever happened? You know? I think they'll do what they can to get in the playoff situations and maybe one or two others, the granddaddy. Yeah. But if, there's other, if the majority of them don't play... I don't think there's going to be that big of an outcry. ACC Commissioner John Swafford announced he'll retire as the league's commissioner after uh, the upcoming year in the summer of 2021. Uh, He served 24 years there, and and they went from a 19 league to a 12-team league to 14 to 15 and brought Notre Dame into the fold. So a lot of changes on his watch in the ACC. Yeah, if you're going to be anywhere for that length of time, and no matter what business, you're going to see lots of changes. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The San Francisco Giants are going to allow season ticket holders to send in an image of themselves to be placed onto a cutout that will be displayed in the stands during home games as they plan to play All home games without fans in the stands this season. The cutouts will be made of weatherproof material and will be placed as close to the season ticket holder seats as possible, according to the Giants. For a $99 fee, the team is also giving the option for non-season ticket holders to have their cutouts displayed in the stands as well. $99, you get a cutout put in there, and then you hope a foul ball puts your face on TV? Is that where we're going here? I think I'll pass on that, and I... I think there's somebody who will take them up on that. What if a foul ball puts a hole through your face? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. It could just destroy your cutout. 
Well, then there'd be a hole in my head where the rain comes in. Well done. DJ and PK. Webb took a test Tuesday and Wednesday morning, negative on both of them, but he just felt like to, to protect the tournament and to make sure more than anything, Webb's fifth in the world right now is leading the FedEx Cup. And the last thing you want, I think, is kind of one of those names taking, even though it's a small chance, taking a chance of uh, infecting anybody else. So he made the decision to withdraw. Golf. That's Webb Simpson's caddy right there, Paul Tesori, on why Webb withdrew from the Travelers. A lot of caution right there and trying to uh, protect all the other players on the tour. The Travelers goes on with Mackenzie Hughes shooting a 60, and PK had a chance at 59. He said he committed the ultimate sin. He left that putt short. Oh, man, that's something that literally every golfer can relate to. There's no question about that. I was at Old Mill the other day, and they they reversed the nines a few years ago. And I had a chance, uh, uh, which would be now the back nine, used to be the front nine, and it's fairly easy. And I had a chance to shoot even par, and I left the putt no less than uh, two inches short. We can all relate to that opportunity. If I can't relate to an opportunity to shoot a 59, but I can relate to an opportunity leaving a putt short, that's for sure. We've all been there. And as far as Webb uh, withdrawing, you know, he did win this last week. And that's, irregardless of the health situation, that's fairly common where guys don't play every single week anyway. Mackenzie Hughes got a three-shot lead over Rory McIlroy. Phil Mickelson had a good round. He's up there near the top of the leaderboard. A lot of guys are at 63 and 64 with uh, Mackenzie having the three-shot lead at 60. Uh, Tony Finau, two under in his first round. Zach Blair was one under. Meanwhile, at the Utah Championship at uh, Oak Ridge Country Club, I thought of our conversation with Kurt Cragthorpe. We were talking about how far these guys hit the ball, how good they are. Even though they're not on the the main PGA Tour, they're not on the big show, uh, they are still wildly talented, hit the ball a ton, and then you put them at elevation and they just overwhelm these courses and they go so low. Uh, the co-leaders are at eight under. There's a huge group at seven under and another massive group at six under. Uh, Mike Weir finished strong, uh, had an eagle and a birdie in the last three or four holes, so he got to 68. Daniel Summerhays a 69 and Preston Summerhays a 70. But PK, there were a. I watched. Uh, I didn't watch all of the two hours. I probably came in after it already started, but I saw an hour, an hour and a half of it, and it was just a birdie fest as everybody went low. Yeah, I watched it too. I, I intend to watch it today. I intend to watch it tomorrow and Sunday. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, David Locke will stop by 8 o'clock. We will talk with him and Dr. David Petron, University of Utah. He is Utah's head team physician. He's worked at the U a long time. We had him on once a little while ago, a couple weeks ago or so. Uh, and as they bring the athletes back, how does it look up at the U? How does it look for college sports? We'll talk with Dr. David Petron at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.